The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. 911, what's your emergency? I can't find Captain Nash and his wife's cruise ship. Tonight, 911 comes to ABC. If we're gonna make it out of here, we gotta work together. Tonight at 9 on ABC, followed by 7 News at 11. She was hired to fix DC's 911 problems. It was the worst I'd ever seen. But instead says she was fired for exposing the failures. The blame belongs in leadership. Now the I-team digs into what fueled the mayor's decision. Tonight on 7 News at 5. Ooh, I love this part. So many things to tell her, but how to make her see the truth about my past? Impossible. She'd turn away from me. <laughs> he's holding back, he's hiding, but what I can't decide. Why won't he be the king? I know he is the king I see inside. I sing this to Jeff every night. Can you feel the love tonight, tonight. <laughs> I love, 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 love that song. And y'all know that I'm a Hakuna Mafucket girl, but I was just warned against singing it before I started singing Can You Feel the Love Tonight. Welcome to page seven. My name is Jackie Zebrowski. My name is Molly Neffel, and I did say to Jackie in a kind of menacing tone, don't sing Hakuna Matata. My name is Holden McNeely, and I just want to issue an apology. I confused Danny DeVito with Joe Pesci <laughs> on last week's episode, and I haven't heard the end of it. I didn't know what you meant last week, but I just let you go with it because I was like, I don't know, and I am just going to keep going. I think it's the heat sickness because we have to turn the <laughs> air conditioner off when we start this, and I was just delirious last week. It was the most like sweaty, humid, crazy day. I was. I should have said something when you said, I think you, you brought up Raging Bull, right? And <laughs> yes, I, I and you brought something. up Oscar. Oscar nominated. I was like, I don't know <laughs> yeah. what he's talking about. Like, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, Dave DeVito. Yeah, when he said Oscar nominated, I was like, I missed that. I and mean, then he should have been. <laughs> he should be, means. for sure. He should be an Oscar nominated actor. <laughs> and then when he said Raging Bull, I was like, I, I certainly did not know that either. Like, I guess he played the ref at one point or something in the <laughs> ring. I thought I was like, I must be wrong. Holden and Jackie definitely know more about movies than me. So I wasn't. I think at that point in the conversation, I was trying to think of a segue because segueing from conversation to topic. Marcus knows exactly how to do that. And I'm still learning on how right. to segue from topic to topic. And so I was thinking about that and wasn't really paying attention. And uh, so all of us are sorry. They're two very, very different people. <laughs> I mean, they're both... Both phenomenal actors. They like really they, are. That have done great work. <laughs> I don't know. If they're they're exactly both exactly comparable. The way that like I would compare. I would put like Joe Pesci and who in the same category. I mean, they're both Italian. But I think that's what you're leaning heavily yes, on, and maybe to a fault. <laughs> I think that you're leaning heavily and on maybe that. to a fault and similar height. 
I'm going to throw it out there as well. Their bodies of work, I think, are not as comparable as perhaps Joe Pesci and and a number of other actors. I may have called, referred to Jackie as Jackie DeVito. um, (laughs) Oh my God, please. Will he marry me? Will he be with me? I want, I would love to be the wife of Danny DeVito. But is that even close to as egregious as hating a beloved Disney song such as Hakuna? Mata- I almost said Hakuna Mafuckit. Yeah, I'm so I'm so used to saying Hakuna Mafuckit, and I can't <laughs> wait to get the. I'm I, I I I'm scared of getting the tattoo. Have I told you guys I want to get the Hakuna Mafuckit tattoo? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I'm scared because I feel like my mom. I, I, even though I am I am 32 years old, I'm scared that my mother will flip out if I have a curse word. You on have me. a curse on your body. Where would you put it? What, or actually, I should rephrase that. What breast are you going to put that? <laughs> no, I'm going to put. I want to put it on my thigh. I think I'm going to put it on my upper thigh, so you only see it if I'm in a bathing suit. So could you hide it? Could you just? Would you ever consider just not telling your mom? But the problem is that we live in Florida, so she's definitely going to see me in a bathing suit. You could just do like I do and just wear board shorts all the time and never let I, people I see come out legs. in board shorts. Where I was like, "What's that? Don't worry about it, mom. Don't look <laughs> at me, mom." Yeah, Molly dresses like a kid who used to beat me up in the schoolyard. I, I think. yeah, I, I do. I like. I just went. To, I came from Target. I went ham at Target because I'm about to go uh, travel for a little bit and get to be able to swim. And uh, and I got. I dress. I like to dress like a. Like a jock from the mid '90s. Like right. I got like a bunch of muscle tanks. You dress so cool. I can't pull it off. That's the thing. Like I can't do board shorts. I wish I could. Also, I have a very long torso. Then my ass crack. You guys know about my ass crack. It just comes out. I right. I love that your ass crack plagues you. Every time we talk about Forever. a potential fashion for you, you're like I can't because of my ass crack. It's my ass crack. That's why I wear only dresses and skirts now because I know that my ass crack will come out. <laughs> you could just hike your pants up a little bit. Yeah, I, that is a Zabrowski oh. curse, though. Um, I don't know how how high your ass crack is, but I feel I, like I feel like Henry's goes up to like just under his neck. I don't. I, and I, I shouldn't. I, I should. I, I walk back. I shouldn't have ass crack. Uh, I shouldn't have explained your own ass crack to you. <laughs> I appreciate you though. I you know I'm Nobutsky, Jackie Nobutsky. He's <laughs> what they call me on the streets. I just want to clarify that. I'm. I think I'm wrong for hating Akuna Matata. I don't think I'm right, but I like. Is it, it's just too joyous. It's just too pleasant. Is that what the problem is? As I have disclosed on the show before, I was a bit of a hater when I was a child. Yes. And when I was fourth grade, I believe it was when Lion King out. Lion King came out, came out, and I was that was like peak hater for me. I was just like very angry at my peers and I had no friends and no uh, social like ability right. to socialize right and, and and Lion King was just like very popular and beloved and I dealt with it by being like a little goth like I bitter like I was like this is this is so mainstream. And like, Akuna Matata is the ultimate pure expression of cute joy and love part in that musical right I, yeah I, I, inter- I, I experienced it as like too I don't know, hokey. I mean, I but I it's didn't, fucking I didn't, Nathan Lane. What's wrong with me? Like I like there is no reason to hate that song, but I but I, I understand though I because did. you know how I feel about farts. And there is that <laughs> fart breakdown in farts the middle of like it. Farts like these. <laughs> I don't I don't appreciate this. This is I'm being attacked. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of fart jokes. I felt I felt like it was talking down to me as the very sophisticated nine and a half year old that I was, and I wasn't sophisticated. I was just. I'm angry. glad you put the half on there too. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I was nine and seven months. Thank you very much. <laughs> I was like lonely and alienated, and for some reason, I had 
this year specifically, I like took it out on popular. Th- th- I was like, yeah, the original, like Daria, like totally. You know, I anything that's popular must suck. I mean, I hear you. Uh, c- Couple years late, fourth grade's early to start on. Yes, that. yes. That's what makes you very different. I think it was rough, and it didn't. Thank God, I I was able to kind of, you know, not stay depressed for as long as for for that long, and I got out of it. And I, of course, now I love popular things, and now plenty of adults assume that if it's popular, it must suck. Uh-huh. I was just doing it before it was cool. Yeah, like TikTok. I understand. TikTok's yeah, great. Everyone's like, like TikTok. But Molly, I think that's why we get we understand each other on a on a cellular level because we both were shitheads way too young to be shitheads. <laughs> yeah, you know, like there was no need to be a shithead that young. But people don't think that young children are capable of like negative emotions, and people are always like, "Oh, kids, what do you have to complain about?" Oh, I wish I was a kid who didn't have a job. Ugh. And I feel like it's very important to remember that kids can feel like very complex emotions, including like anger and sadness and depression and oh, loneliness yeah. maybe it's because we had young age. maybe it's because we had no freedom yeah and had to no do control over your no life. control over anything go to bed when they say wake yeah absolutely oh completely disgruntled about that yeah, yeah. Eat what they tell you you can't chew. when you're a kid you can't decide when you go to the bathroom you can't decide when you drink water it's wild and people are always like kids got it so easy and i'm like dude would you really want to but be they don't in a building for like nine hours a day with no control over when you use the bathroom like yeah. kids no. have it rough and and you know, so they can, they're not all full of joy about it. That's why I think I'm digging Euphoria so much, which I don't know if you guys have started watching Euphoria yet. I, tell me about it. I love Zendaya so much, and I love oh all the previews for God, Euphoria. Oh, my God, she's so good in it. And as someone that was a truly uh, struggling with my mental illness and uh, had a lot of addiction issues way too young, this show is doing a very good job. Of course, they're putting their sexy spin on it because it's HBO, and that's uh, that's just unfortunately how it goes. But it is coming from a perspective that really is capturing how you feel when you think that it's the only option. Uh-huh. And I think that it's like that it's like, well, if I don't want my brain, it's like my brain is bad when I'm not doing this shit. So why don't I just keep doing this shit? And so uh-huh. it starts off with Zendaya getting out of rehab. And then she's like, yeah, why would I stay clean? That's ridiculous. What age group is this? Is this high school They're kids? juniors in high school. Juniors in high school. Cool, cool. And it is just really, again, you know, of course, they're upping the sexy parts of it. But I was having that much sex and doing that many drugs and, uh-huh. and, and that truly self-destructive. And I think that it's good to give that kind of power to people that are so young when they are going through that. Those things do happen. And, yeah, it's yeah. not as, like, you know – Sexy as as the show is is portraying, but it is just as scary. And I knew a lot of those people. Yeah, it yeah. would be it would be kind of cool to see. I feel like, even though oh so gross, but kids kind of the movie kids kind of did a good job of showing like gross, awkward that age sex. They always want to make it all splashy. It's almost I would almost rather it be like just as awkward and shitty as it was back then. I wouldn't know though because I didn't have sex while I was in college. I would have no idea. <laughs> but from the previews that I've seen, uh, because it's Zendaya, it's like it looks pretty. The the sexy stuff looks pretty like awesome. Like yeah. it doesn't look particularly. Maybe I'm wrong, and there's just like horrible awkward kissing with Zendaya which is just like kind of hard to imagine but <laughs> there's a there's a lot of things that like I think that it, it, it also uh in the first episode especially showing that the you know when your um your reputation precedes you when it comes to sexuality and the things that you would put up with and the things that you would do just because you're like well everyone's saying it so I guess I'll just be that 
and, ah, and that yeah. it is something that is and, and there, it doesn't truly focus on the social media aspect but it does include it in a way that it, it is a it's in the back and in the forefront of every single teen's mind mm-hmm. of like yeah. what am I what are they going to say about me after this I need to do these things so that I can be like this on social media and like all those guys I just I don't know I watch it and I just have so many feelings and I'm watching it by myself so I just uh. needed to say it and thank you guys oh, for no, great. Yeah. It totally it's reminds great. me of everybody was saying that Holden is a total sexless loser. And so I was like, you know what? I'll just be that. <laughs> I'll just fail in every attempt to try to be have any human contact with another person. <laughs> well, you did a really good job with it. Yeah, so, all, I made it to 19 before a woman even asked to look at my penis. So, I mean, that's a big accomplishment. And now I'm you're having the you. last laugh. Now I'm having the last laugh. I am married to a woman who is definitely having sex with me. World I've made. <laughs> and she's uh, beautiful and she's amazing and I don't know mm-hmm. how you got her. But I was doing a lot of drugs. I mean, not like really intense stuff, but it was definitely, I mean, the 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 game at, at starting sophomore year, definitely junior and senior year, every weekend, uh it's like get a pack of cigarettes, get beer, get weed and then like maybe someone has some pills or something and that was that was the objective, right? Mm-hmm. Every I think almost every weekend was like Let's just like we're playing in a band. That's kind of what we're going to do in the background of like just trying to get as shitty as possible. So I do remember that. And all like two of my friend group is now in recovery because they had like major social issues and stuff that no that we didn't address because we were all these like outcast broken toy weirdo people you know what i mean and it all came to light later in life or whatever but most people i didn't uh do anything until college but most people i know started drinking and doing drugs when they were like either 13 or 14 and i feel like when you're an adult and you think about that you're like and like also when you're adult and you you see a current 13 year old you're like you are so young yes oh yeah i thank my lucky Stars that my niece is a nerd, <laughs> and not and like in a in a good way, in a in a great yeah way. yeah, because it would be terrifying, right? I I'm I am like that is a big fright for me of the potential of having children is navigating those waters. Yeah, definitely for but, sure. But like, thank pu- God for but, Uber though. At least we have Uber now. Yeah, for yeah, and, and living in New York City, at least you know you don't kids aren't driving cars, which is a jillion yeah. times safer than what we were doing. Yeah. We were sober and fucking risking our lives all the damn time just making st- just with our dumb sober brains yeah. driving around like idiots. <laughs> okay, so we all right, this is this is one shenanigan we used to do that I still cannot believe we used to do. I've talked about this before on other stuff, but we used to drive around. My buddy had a sunroof. We'd go and get just cartons of eggs and we would fucking drive around and somebody would poke out of the sunroof and try to hit a car going in the opposite directions dashboard or or windshield with fucking an egg and then that would usually cause one of those cars to turn make a u-turn and go on a high-speed chase with us through neighborhoods yeah risking our lives i look back and i'm like what about that was fun wait oh can what? i talk about a game that we used to play which sure. I'm about to, i hope i'm not blowing it up it's, and it's like my hometown secret but uh i don't think that people should be playing it anymore so i'll talk about it and uh maybe this is a thing that people play everywhere we called it cannonball run tell me if maybe this is like a totally universal thing but it was called cannonball run and this was like only this is a game that obviously preceded smartphones you would look up uh four addresses or five or however many you wanted to from the phone book um 
town also has to be a certain kind of moderate to small size for this uh-huh. to work. But look up the four addresses, and then everybody writes down the addresses. You get sidewalk chalk, and then you start the clock, and whoever makes it to all four houses and puts an X on the driveway oh. first wins. And sounds- That's actually a very sweet... It's game, it, but it, that forces you to drive. We would just drive like idiots, like oh, maniacs. Yeah. You know? oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. And like having kids jump out the moving car to put the yeah, like. But we're totally sober, and so yeah, we were like, we're so wholesome, like right, like what oh, could the, go wrong? The we're most, just to have undeveloped brains driving cars everywhere. The most know? wholesome kids were the ones doing the most, like toilet papering and egging and oh, stuff. Yeah, because, yeah, because we didn't do any of that stuff. Meanwhile, I'm getting slammered and. <laughs> and just like <laughs> snorting everything that is any kind of powder. But that's because I was just so out of my fucking brains that I was just like, look at these fucking idiots, man. They're like hitting like, you know, mailboxes <laughs> with all their yes. baseball bats. And like just thinking, I was so above it. Because the nerd kids are, one of my friends nearly killed himself with a potato gun. Yeah. Like they're like doing all, you know, and it's, but this is also like when I moved, you know, from, where I grew up to, to New York, people would be like, well, I've heard that New York is dangerous. And I'm like, well, definitely the shit we do out here is dangerous. Yeah. And so I don't know whether New York is dangerous or not. But like, you know, teenagers driving around in wide open roads. I cannot think of anything oh, I'd re- want my own child to do less. And I, I know it's totally normal. I would it, take you know. I would take walking through a shady part of New York over dealing with like a group of high school kids in a small town any day driving cars driving cars I'm like, i'd be like ride your bike Gang, ganging up at the movie theater on you something like that like it is way hairier <laughs> i i am way more frightened just in general of any just sm- sh- small group of high school kids on the street than i ever anything else in, in the city <laughs> i There's am scared terrifying. of all teenagers yes yeah, all adults, adults teenager. are scared of teenagers because they don't know they're capable of they haven't learned any <laughs> lessons they're capable of doing anything like i I could be the person they decide to like learn a big lesson on that but day. But the other thing, but in New York, people are a lot of times scared of teenagers, and there's a lot that goes into that. But in New- but there's also part of it is that teenagers are like cool yeah. and funny yeah. and have really good senses of humor. I and think they're, they're like, better here though too than in a small town. Per- perhaps, like yeah. because there's less, more to do. Yeah, yeah. They're but just they and, have great senses. They're good at roasting people. And on the, in yeah. New York, what people are most afraid of is that a teenager is going to make fun of them on the subway. Yeah, like make fun of their sneakers or something. They, and that's what adults. It are hurts most my feelings. Of. I feel like they know exactly how to get into my core. <laughs> yes, because as we remember when we were teenagers, don't attack my anxiety. <laughs> they like call me weakness. fat. I can handle being called fat. But when he's just like start talking about like. I bet you're not good enough in life. You ever think about your career choices? I'm like, yes, all the time. <laughs> or it's like, or or they'll just do like, no adult ever does the thing where they like say what you say back to them just over and over. Just hey, oh, you say back, say back to right? <laughs> That and it's so effective. It is so. Ooh, it makes me so it's mad. So good. I, it makes me crazy just to think of it. I, I, it makes my blood boil, and and they'll just not stop. There's nothing you can do about it other than not talk. Which is like the last <laughs> thing you want to do, right? Or just like grab them and, you know, and then you're uh, <laughs> hurting a teenager. I will say, though, the teenagers, though, in, and maybe it's just I'm also older and maybe it's different than I think. But like rich kids in a in a fucking small town, like way like the kids here just seem like they have a way more of an understanding of actual reality. They, they pass 
all different types of people on the street. They've they've seen homelessness firsthand. They, they just hear have, other languages. They every hear other languages. Oh, yeah. They're they're and also they're moving around independently, starting from twelve, thirteen, whereas. In a suburb, this is so, a parent of a, of a teenager in New York told me this. He was like, it's awesome having a kid in New York because you can let your 11, 12, 13, 14-year-old have some independence, ah. walk to their friend's house, take the train, whatever, in a way that kids growing up where they drive cars don't have. And so you just get that angsty time from 12 to 16 where you need independence, but you can't drive a car. Yeah. And so what yeah. do you do? That's when you like, in my case, like go to the mall and walk around. Yes. You know? and, and go to like one place. And then very quickly that turns into how can I fuck some shit up? Yeah. How right. can I fuck up somebody's day or piece of property or whatever, <laughs> the, whatever it is. And you know, who's not thinking about these things? <laughs> very. Yes. Scamp the tramp. That's. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but say. I got I have a lot of things to say about Scamp the Tramp because Scamp the Tramp just won the world's ugliest dog competition, and I am upset. I wasn't that prepared the ugliest for Scamp dog the competition still exists. I'm upset about it. It's not fair. Scamp is very, very cute. And his little tongue comes out of the side of his mouth. And yes, his hair is so matted that it dreads. And there's nothing they can do about it. Okay? And yes, his parents saved him an hour before he was murdered at a shelter. But Scamp the Tramp is adorable. I feel like uh, ambivalent about some of these animals with their like funny faces. Because a lot did like Grumpy Cat was just like, had like a chronic disability, you know, and I right. worry about some of these interesting animals that that were were making fun of them in a way that we yeah. shouldn't. Yeah, and I know that technically this is them getting being celebrated, but I just I don't. Th why do we have to call it the world's ugliest dog? Why can't we call it the world's most unique dog? Yeah, or, the or how like, about the dog that's turning heads? Or the, or the world's dumbest looking dog. <laughs> no, no I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I did. I did uh, Scamp is not dumb looking, and I'm upset <laughs> because apparently Scamp lost last year to Jaja the bulldog, and Jaja, he all of his teeth had fallen out, and so the tongue comes out of the side of his mouth, and that's not Jaja's fault. No, that's not Jaja's fault. I don't think that's very nice. Um, I do think that Scamp is. So cute, and maybe that's just because I am in full-on auntie mode right now. Because, as you guys know, last podcast is traveling for he's traveling in Australia, so I am with with my baby niece Wendy, and Wendy is just the cutest. And I see sometimes that people say that she's ugly, and who she says that? Who would they say, say that? It. People I said say it. I used to say it. <laughs> I understand. But she also has the, the most adorable soul on a creature I've ever met in my entire life. Oh, and she absolutely. she is pure happiness. And I am getting a little bit. Uh, Wendy's, by the way, Wendy's totally. You know, Wendy is is a beautiful dog. Wendy's just um like a Jim Henson, uh, like dark crystal. She's like a Muppet. Yeah. Muppet. Yeah, yeah but which, specifically a dark crystal Muppet. Right, specifically dark crystal. So is Scamp, honestly. And so is Scamp. Scamp's giving yes. me Wendy vibes a little and bit. And do you know what Scamp does for a living? A mailman. Scamp works. <laughs> Please, officer. Scamp works as an elderly home, as as Aww. a therapy dog. Okay, Aww. so you know what? I bet Scamp is out there working harder than a lot of people are out there working, and he brings smiles to people. And he's not the ugliest dog. I'm giving myself a round of applause. <laughs> I feel like at least dogs can appreciate like a dog competition because they like to be around with their dogs and like know, they can get nice when people are praising them. And I used to really worry about cat competitions until I saw, of course, the 
Ooh La La documentary, and those cats seem fine, but I really was worried about them because it doesn't seem like something any cat would enjoy. But I guess not all cats are quite as um, deeply antisocial as, you know, the vast majority Most of cats. seem, yeah. I mean, one my one great uh, uh, thing that consoles me in the evening about cat owners, too, though, is that those cats will eat your face off the moment that you die. And I, I mean, so wonderful. will the dogs, Never. Though. No, they wouldn't. I guess if you smell like them, yeah, I guess it's true. They probably yeah, they probably wouldn't. But that cat will bite your, will take your nose, and not enough. Also, though, Holden, if I was gonna die of starvation, I'd also eat you. (laughs) Yeah, that's. I don't really care if my cats eat me. A, B. I'm not convinced that they would because I trust them (laughs) fully. Why don't we do an experiment? (laughs) Pretend to be dead. Pretend to be. Maybe we'll put you in a in a a, a medically induced coma. I mean, they sleep mm. next. Yeah, to yeah. The after time. Maybe after the baby's born, can we? T- after the baby's born, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be great. After the baby's born, we'll put you into a medically induced coma and leave you in the floor in your living room. All right, Gideon will have to just kind of work around it, sort of situation. Uh, they definitely wouldn't eat me if Gideon was around because they would just be bothering him for food. Oh, true. I guess you know? that's true. Well, he'll act like he's so depressed over your passing Ooh, that he's yeah. unable to get to the kitchen to get food. He's right. gonna have to take three weeks off of work. You're gonna have to have your parents <laughs> take the baby, and um, I think that it'll be. I think this will work out. But me, what do you do when you need a bigger couch? The milkman, the paper boy, need somewhere to sleep. You're missing out on a great opportunity with a burrow couch. Everywhere you live. Everywhere there's a couch, there's a couch. But can you add and remove seats? Everywhere I live, I want a burrow couch. Burrow's clever design means it's easy to set up, easy to move, and easy to add or remove seats as needed. Keep adding members to that full house of yours, because we all know there's space on the couch. And burrow sofas feature naturally scratch and stain resistant fabric, sturdy hardwood frames, and soft non toxic foam cushions. So you can restrain yourself from having a mental breakdown to Michelle's, you got it, dude, flippant lifestyle after she spills a bunch of spaghetti on the couch because it's fine. Everywhere you live, everywhere there's a couch, there's a couch. But can it charge your phone like Burrow can with its built-in USB charger? Burrow is totally customizable, so you can pick one of five fabric colors, three leg finishes, two armrest styles, and more. Satisfy even the most picky of Aunt Beckys without having to lie to get your kid into college. Plus, they just launched the Nomad Leather Collection, featuring their same convenient design, but now with the option of top-grain Italian leather upholstery. Oh man, remember when Uncle Jesse's weird, inappropriately grabsy cousin Stavros came to town from Greece, and then Papuli dies? Sorry, I just remembered that episode. I bet Papuli would have really appreciated Burroughs' leather upholstery. He was a saint. And at Burrow, one-week shipping is always free. And they stand by their furniture with a risk-free 30-day trial period. Give your living room the upgrade it deserves with a Burrow sofa. Get $75 off a new sofa and free one-week shipping by visiting Burrow.com slash page 7. That's B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash page 7 for $75 off a new sofa. It's my simple health. Make my womb a home for adults, not kids. No insurance can make a grown girl cry. Use simple health. 
Y'all, we are lucky, lucky to live in a day and age that we can get access to birth control over the internet. It kind of still blows my mind. Simple Health offers convenient access to birth control whenever you need it, regardless of your insurance status. Ain't got to schlep to the doctor's office or wait at a pharmacy. Use Simple Health. I mean, it really is it really is crazy that we can do this now. I remember the days of having to stretch my birth control because I didn't have the money to pay the out-of-pocket rates for it. Isn't that ridiculous? I'm so proud that there's a company out there like Simple Health that provides reliable birth control brands and also sends it discreetly so nobody has to know your dang business. Birth control is a personal choice and Simple Health is a discreet and comfortable option. And you talk to real doctors that personalize a BC recommendation for you based on your health profile and personal preferences. Even with an alarm every day, every alarm under the sun, I used to forget to slap that pill in me. I need something shoved up and yawn so I can't forget because if I forget to take a pill, I certainly am not responsible enough to have a child yet. Birth control ain't too far away. Bing, bing. It's accessible to you every day. Bing, 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 bing. No matter what your insurance would say. Will you simple health? Because it's so dang affordable, you feel like there should be a warrant out for your arrest. That was a stretch. I was just trying to use the name of the band in there somewhere. Because for those without insurance, BC Pills start at $15 a month and delivery is free. Sounds almost like you'd need a warrant. Ugh, I, I mean, yeah, I don't. I'm just gonna stop there. I'm gonna stop there. But also remember, this service is not a replacement for routine evaluations by your primary care physician or gynecologist. It's important to still get your noonies checked. The prescription is usually $20, but Simple Health is offering you a prescription for free. Just go to simplehealth.com slash page seven or enter the promo code page seven at checkout. That's a free prescription when you go to simplehealth.com slash page seven or enter promo code page seven at checkout. I ought to, but I don't, but I don't care if anybody eats. You guys can eat me when I die, for all I care. Sure, yeah, I'm an, I'm like an organ donor and stuff too. You yeah, know what I mean? so like I don't, like whatever. I understand that it's that. It's important to some people, but I I don't have a particular stake in what happens to my flesh after I die, other than that it goes to good use. And so if that means a nice meal for my cats and you two, then that's fine. Jackie, I would right. eat Molly flesh. Would you have Molly flesh with me? Of course. She's she's produced life. I feel like your flesh <laughs> is the best of all three of our flesh. To eat. How, how are we cooking Molly up, though? What are we doing here? What a lot are we going to do? Like a hormones in there. Be careful. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd want to be like, I want to be respectful of your choice as a vegetarian, though. So I feel like, right. like a kebab. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe a kebab's not vegetarian at all. Maybe a um, vegetable based no, dish. You know what we would do? We'll we'll do one of the Luke Perry bags, and yeah. we'll and we'll bury her in one of the bags that she turns into mushrooms. Oh, and that's yes. How yes, yes, yeah. yes. That's a great idea. And then and then, but they have to be the tripping kind of mushrooms. Molly mushrooms. Oh yeah, 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 oh, yeah, 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 That would be intense. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. I'm on trip on Molly, and I'll be like, we're not that kind of fucking <laughs> Molly. The police officer is just great. like, get on the ground <laughs> with your hands. I'm just in the eating air. my friend. I'm just eating my friend. <laughs> People just threw up cops just throwing up around this Molly bag we dug up. No, can you imagine the trip you would go on? Especially so you eat the magic mushrooms and you know you're eating your friend. Your friend. If you've eaten Luke Perry, for example. Yeah. 
That but would be pretty what fun. What kind of trip do you go on having just eaten a Luke Perry mushroom? One where you pretend like you're back in high school, but you're too old for it? Yeah. Yeah. And definitely, you're like, 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 you. it has to be a 90210 based trip. Yeah, sure. right? Well, and, yeah. Yeah. And you're the sexy one, too. That's got to be the weirdest. Yes. Going back to high school and being the hunk would be the fucking weirdest thrill slash nightmare I could possibly think of. <laughs> it's too much pressure. I don't want to be the hunk. Yeah. The hunk's a lot of pressure. You have to be all... You have to be all quiet and like, but like really, you know, confident at the same time. Is that what being a hunk is? I think so. It's like, what's his name from Claire Danes, uh, My So-Called Life, that guy. Ooh, Jordan Catalano. Yeah. Yummy. Well, that's Yummy. a good question. How the, One of our good slumber party rhetorical questions is what, if you could like have a day in the life as a fictional TV character in high school. Ooh. Or even longer, like a month in the life, maybe. Like- you know, to, to to relive high school as a fictional character. Oh, I I think that I'd have to be um, Stacy Dash in Clueless. That's a good one. I, right? I feel yeah, like I, that's a really good one. I feel like I'm similar to that in a sense. I would be Ferris Bueller. Yeah, that would be fun. Hundred percent. How cool would that? Because you're not only the popular guy, but you're also the rebel. You get to like be all of it at once. Yeah. What would you pick, Molly? I mean, I I I just feel out of loyalty and habit. I just have to say, Daria. Zach Morris. Zach Morris. I've been Daria. Yeah, Yeah, you were Daria. You were Daria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like Zach Morris because, uh, just because that was like my my. From the time I was seven or whatever, that was like what high school was to me. Like, mm-hmm. I, you, like, and I identified with Zach Morris, and I wanted to be like him, and I wanted everybody to know me and be like excited to yeah, see me. Yeah, if I was a lady uh, high schooler, I would or a girl, I guess I would say <laughs> uh, I would be Tiffany Amber Thiessen and uh, what's what's a uh, uh, Kelly Capal? Yeah. Kelly Capal. I'd be Kelly Capal. It'd be so cool for a day to just be the popular girl. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Like that would be so much fun. See, yeah. I just really want to sleep with Murray. You know. I mean like that's what I just really wanted like yeah have that I want to have amazing outfits like and I she, want all of it she yeah. had more fun than um, yeah. Alicia Silverstone's character I think yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah 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 totally she's got it all locked down she's having a great fucking time and also controversial opinion I think I liked her outfits more than I like Cher's outfits interesting yeah rolling with my homies well, no, that is Ty, but <laughs> I, he would, um, th- I was way more of a Ty than yeah, I was. Yeah, I feel like I you were more of a Ty. I was a pre-makeover Ty. <laughs> yeah, 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 with the plaids and everything. Time. And uh, <laughs> wishing 90s fashion would come back, and now that it has, I'm like doing, you know, now I'm really living my 90s lifestyle. Speaking of 90s comebacks, though, I'm sorry to do my own segue, but. I but, like it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the reason that we sang Can You Feel the Love Tonight. Oh, yeah. Is because there's a new Lion King preview. Yeah, dude. So the thing is, is that uh, I, my personal opinion is that I am angry that they are redoing it. However, if you watch the teaser trailer of Donald Glover and Beyonce singing Can You Feel the Love Tonight, I got tingles and I got shivies and I was so mad because I was sitting next to God Daddy, he's on the computer, and I was listening to it in my headphones. So I just ripped my headphones off. I was like, God damn it, now I gotta see this goddamn movie. <laughs> yeah, I I I saw it and I was like, ah oh, fuck. And then I thought there's a there's a place in Brooklyn that does like 
baby time, like where you can bring crying babies to movies in the afternoon. And oh, nice! Yeah, which I've I always think, been a proponent of that sort of thing. Yeah, and I, I think most daytime movies of kids movies are like that. You know, I think if you go to like, ooh, have you seen Toy Story four yet? No. no. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. Continue. But I think if I went went to Toy Story four at one o'clock with a baby, nobody would be like, "What are you doing here?" Right, but, right. But maybe. Maybe, maybe so. I'm not sure. But this is like specifically for like parents who are home with babies and need to get out of the house. And it's like, and they show good family movies. And I was thinking it would be fun to go to that. Between that and I think that there really definitely should be, uh, I think that there should be a whole um, flight service for people with children. I was just about to say this. Yes. I was just about to say that, Jackie. Discount flights for people with children or if you're like some kind of broke like single dude you could be like oh fuck it you know what i've just enough for the baby flight so i'm gonna take you know what i mean (laughs) but it's like a discount flight (laughs) with the knowledge that it will be full of people with babies that's a smart idea that's not a it's not pro Inhibited, like you don't have to have a baby. No, but right. it's billed as the baby flight. But you know flight. it's the baby flight. Yeah, just like you don't have to have a baby to go to. Uh, I think you do have to have a child to get into Chuck E. Cheese, but like to, no, to go. No, no, you can get in there. Yeah, maybe not. Oh yeah, you can uh, get in there. Well, that's to, a creepy like, thing to say. I'm trying I to have think. A, of, I have a friend who is. <laughs> I mean, it's a, fr- a fun place. You can get in there. I have a friend who. Yeah, yeah, my buddy who one of my friends who was uh, actually in recovery image before he got kicked out of a Chuck E. Cheese once. So you can so. definitely. But but he he you know he was able to be there without a child up until he became so belligerently drunk that uh, for whatever reason they had to uh, kick him out. That's that's interesting. <laughs> But, like, like, I'm not, like, what's a better example? The only ones I can think of are restaurants that haven't existed since my childhood, unless the ground round still exists. But, like, the way, what I went to say is that there are restaurants that you can go to and you know there will be screaming kids everywhere. Yeah. And you can go if you're not a family with young children, but then you can't be mad that there's a crying baby next to you. Of course. Uh, This is a great idea for an airplane because people are always like, shut that baby up. I mean, I will say, you can't fucking be mad. No. Regardless. No, I, that baffles me. Yeah. It's insane because so we were on a flight. We were on the flight back from New York, back to L.A., and the, I'm going to say, two-year-old that was in front of us screamed the entire time. And you're watching. Honestly, really what it is more than anything is that I could feel the upset of the parents. That's the thing. And that's what upset me more than anything was the anxiety that I felt that I was like, I wish I could help you stop the kid. It's not the kid screaming that's upsetting me. Is that they were doing everything to get the toddler to stop screaming. And the baby just wouldn't. In general, what I learned when having a newborn who spent a month crying every single minute she was awake that that no one wants that baby to stop crying more than the parents do yep. and no yes. one has considered whether the baby is hungry more often than the parents have the amount of times i was out with my baby and people would be like is she hungry is she and i wanted hungry? to be like you think i haven't done that before <laughs> and i just wanted to Oh, feeding the baby. That's what we forgot to do today. Have oh. you considered unconditional love? Maybe you're just being sort of. Uh, uh, never ask a parent if they have considered if the baby is hungry. Just don't yeah. because they have thought about it. And and nobody wants the baby to stop crying in public more than the parent. And so, right, when people get mad and they're like, see a baby on a flight and they're like, oh, fuck. And yeah. it's like, do you just not want people you want families to not be able to go anywhere? Like, fuck off. The only know? the only place I don't I, I really hate it is if we're, I'm at a fucking horror movie and it's 10 p.m. and you bring your fucking baby. 
that's when I get mad. I'm like, not only are the images on the screen, I'm sure having some deep psychological effect on this child. What do you mean? Henry and I are fine. (laughs) 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 We watched things. There was no censorship in our house. (laughs) But you guys are doing well, so maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, right? Maybe this is, you know, you know, speaking of anxiety, let's talk about Judge Judy's change in haircut. Okay. I'll be honest. I had to look at those pictures I had to look until I saw a side view to even really notice a difference. Mm-hmm. She still just has like a like a old lady the poof poof. Yeah, and then this is a from the side you're like, oh, there's a ponytail. I literally looked and I was like, I must have the wrong article, you know, because I was like, no. she looks the same. Judge Judy got a lot of shit for changing her haircut after 40 years of it being the same. Leave the woman alone. I don't <laughs> think she should be given the right to change her hair. She has no freedom. That shouldn't change. I, I turn on TV. I see. I want to see. I want to see that hairsprayed poof on top of that beautiful woman's head. And if it changes, man, oh, man, will I bring down my Thor hammer so hot, the Yellowstone, the vo- the volcano. What? The volcanoes are going to go. What the fuck? I'm drinking a lemonade arena. This is the problem. (laughs) Oh, that reminds me. I took a selfie in front of a wall of Oritas at Target because I was so jealous of them. Oh, no. And it's summer and you can't have a Rita. Can't have no Ritas. Wait, just wait, Holden. Once I have this baby and I'm postpartum, I'm going to be coming to the studio with just a sack full of Ritas. Sack of Ritas. I'll fucking have some Ritas with you. I'll slam a damn Rita. (laughs) I don't care that it'll be fall by that point. We'll have a. A pumpkin Rita or shit. something. This will be hot in this stupid ass studio. Yeah. So fuck it, we'll, we'll uh, lay it yeah, down. Yeah, we'll be. But, but also, also, Jinx, <laughs> you better stop. <laughs> <laughs> you can't talk for the rest of the episode. No. All right. So I say okay. Your fine. Name. <laughs> All right, Jackie. Fine. I said your you name. You have to say it three times. I have to say it three times. What? Jackie, Jackie. People also, have different were... Jinx rules. Yeah. What are these Jinx rules? Double Jinx. No Jinx. Oh. It canceled itself out. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was Man. just going to say, she hadn't changed her hair in 40 years. Is 40 that for years. real? The reason why she changed her hair is that, like, her hair is just thinning, and she wanted to give it a bit of a break because she's been on the air for so long, and her hair has been done, so her hair is just becoming nothing because it has so much product in it. And, and the perm so that she has, on it. right? So now she's using clip-in ponytails. Ah, so, I was wondering. It does. It, I was about to say it looks exactly like her normal hair with just a ponytail clipped on. It's a clip-in. It's oh. a clip-in. She well, loves then good it. Well, good for her. Good for her. I take back my 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 snarkiness before. No, because she she's like, I want to be able to have a cup of coffee in the morning. Yeah. I want to sit. I want to read the newspaper. So now she's like, she's like, I get to walk my dog in the morning, which she got <laughs> so excited about. And how sweet is that? How long is she working our hair every morning? She's got to sit in hair and makeup every day. Yeah, yeah. brutal, man. man and uh, I would just shave my head. Yeah, I was about to say, I'd shave the head, do a You do mean a like Britney Spears, which is why Britney Spears did it. Yeah. But but And no one called her crazy at all <laughs> during that time. But, you know, I guess I would be more my, I might actually shave my head before having this child because uh it's I had since my first one came so unexpectedly, I was like overdue for a haircut by the time she came and I was in the hospital still and I was like 
going to get a haircut for the rest of my life. And I just was <laughs> like, oh, this is one of my, oh, no. And it's just so hard to maintain anything about your life in the first few months after having a baby that I was like, I think I might just shave my fucking head. But my friend shaved her head in college, and she looked awesome. And it wasn't, it was like a Sinead O'Connor look. You Aren't know? you like, a little worried, though? I feel like I'm always worried that you shave the head, and you're like, oh, I didn't know it was all over the place up there in terms of, like, oh, dents. Yeah. Bad head, you mean? Yeah, yeah, like, you're going to do it and be like, oh, it's all dented up up there. Well, oh, God. I, I already shave, like, pretty high up on the side. So True. unless all my dents are just on top. Just in one just... mohawk. Yeah. Of you never know, though, until you do it. I might have one big dent. Uh, but I don't have any, like, scars or anything. Like, like uh, my brother, when he was a kid, was, like, got, like, a massive head injury, like, every two years. And so if he shaved, he never wants to shave his head because his head would just be a total roadmap. But I don't right. have any, I don't think I have any scars and I don't think I got dense, but I've never really felt too hard up there. My problem yeah. is my head's just too small. My I had such short hair for such a long time, and I know how small my head is, especially in comparison to my chubby body. So if it was all gone, good lord, I'd look ah uh, uh, I'd look like a, <laughs> I'd look like a like I guess that's the opposite of a penis head. I like a baseball bat penis. You know what I mean? Can you can you wear little children's hats? Oh yeah. I can wear any kids. <laughs> I love that, though, because the kids' hats are way more fun. Mm-hmm. I know. That's why I have all these sequin hats. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else I would love a sequin hat is Alice Cooper. Oopsers. Guys, did you guys read this story? It's so cute. I think it's cute, but I guess apparently they uh, he went out and changed what he said a little bit. So Alice Cooper came out. Um, he's been married to his wife. He didn't come out. Alice Cooper's been married to his wife, Cheryl Goddard, who's a choreographer and a dancer for 43 years. But she's secretly gay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what they do. I don't know what they do. All I know is that they love each other very much, and I'm very proud of them because they've never, like, just stepped out on each other. They just have always had a very secure bond to the point that he came out and said that he had a death pact with his wife. And he said that, if one of them will die, the other will essentially also die because he said they've always loved each other. The quote is, you would think people would want to get away from their wives, but she's my best friend, and there's no way of surviving without each other. It's very sweet, but extremely Romeo and Juliet. Jackie, are you crying? I'm not crying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not crying about it. <laughs> I think it's adorable. He did use do one of my pet peeves. I've t- I think I've talked about this before. He referred to her as his best friend, and I feel like, in my opinion, if you if your wife is your best friend, you don't have any friends. Okay, because there's a difference. Okay, because what are you, you trying to say? Who's your best friend? Who's my best friend? Okay. Who's well, friend? also, yeah. I would say there, you get to a certain age where like best friends aren't really a thing. But maybe you're maybe you maybe your brother. You know, yeah, you guys are like all have a yeah. I think you have a lot of you get to the point when you're you adult have a lot where you have of like friends. a lot of best I friends. I don't value you know my th- there's a, in the group of friends that I consider really close. I don't like put them in a pecking order. Uh-huh. I feel like it's a way for you to like put people in a pecking order when you're younger. But I will also say it's just like you know when uh, and it's more of a uh, of a uh, Facebook pet peeve, social media pet peeve when mm. people are like. Like MySpace. It's back in the day of MySpace with your top eight. First of all, when you go on a diatribe about your significant other in general on on social media, it makes me kind of nuts, right? Um, uh, because, yeah, whatever. I love love, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but especially because they always refer to them as their best friends, and I'm just kind of like, but yeah, but that just means you don't have a friend. So I, to- I, think, I, feel, I think I feel what you're saying, and I think that what, uh, what grates on me, it's, I feel like... Uh, I, 
men tend to say that more than women do. Maybe women also call their their male partners their best friends, but sure, I'll I go think with that. I, I associate it with like a I'll man being that. very proud of himself. And there's something that's just a little, and there's a really annoying Zales commercial that's like, <laughs> she's not just your lover, she's also your best friend. <laughs> oh, that's they see that seems like they're pointing fingers. Yeah. It's like, isn't she? Is she your best friend? And, and, no, and, you want to say she's seems, your best friend? There's something about it that's like, can you imagine? friend who's a girl yeah yeah. you know that's what it, that's the what the my wife's actually my best friend it seems like you want a high five yeah for being best friends with a girl she's um she's so on my level guys it feels she's like actually a, yes. also like truly my friend it feels you know like if I mean? a you know like yeah. the, in the way that that's that, crazy you know, yeah that's so right on the money if you're like a back i think kids are much uh more equal about gender now but like back when i was a, a fifth grader i feel like it would be like if a boy was like oh do you have a girl best friend you'd be like no like and that's what it reminds me of when a man is oh, like oh yeah i would i would have grabbed a knife and just tried to <laughs> cut, cut my own throat open i would have been so mortified <laughs> i mean honestly even still in high school i remember my best fr- like all of my best friends were dudes and they're like oh you guys all having sex with each other yeah, yeah. me too yeah. man like, whoa I mean, yes, but I had a, I had a ton of actually plutonic relationships as well. I mean, still do, obviously. You know I hate I mean? that shit. There's no oh man, and then this is a whole other conversation. But what 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 I was always told in high school, men, men only. There's no such thing as a man, as a boy and girl being actual friends because all men want to fuck, fuck you. Yeah, Holden yeah. and I have never even hugged for longer than two seconds, and we've known each other for fourteen yeah. years. And in fact, it was Jackie who tried to fuck me. <laughs> She was desperate, okay? It was a I tough was time in her life. She was not thinking clearly whatsoever, but I just want to say it. And I have, but but yeah, it's so true, right? And then in the next breath, what are teenage girls told? If you don't dress a certain way, wear a certain type of makeup, and have a body that looks look a certain way, all men will think you're disgusting. And right. I was, as a kid, I was always like, what the fuck is what it which is it do they want to fuck you no matter what or are you completely repulsive like right. exactly it's one or the other and, and molly and, and it's one or the other and then the guy is justified no matter how he treats you does uh, he treat you like because if you tr- you know if you reject him then he can treat you like shit and say you're disgusting and if you know and so but i was so confused I by love, that i love my wife lexi so much we actually, I actually feel like we have some common interests. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I, you know and, what? And that's I'm, brave. And I know that plenty, is brave. Thank you. Plenty Thank of, you. of very good people do say, you know, my my partner and my best friend, whatever. And I, and it can totally come from a place of mutual respect yeah, yeah. and love. But the thing that 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 Zales commercial makes me think of is like, can you believe it? When you were a kid, you didn't even think girls were human, and now <laughs> you have a best friend who's a girl. Get her two diamonds, you know. I also just, I also just despise like cliched sentences that you see over and over again from people thinking they're writing this unique thing about their right. wife or husband. Too, I will add that layer onto it. I mean, I know that God Daddy's one of my best friends for sure, but he's one of my best friends. I have multiple best friends. You know, yeah, you don't want to put that pressure on your partner to have them be your only best. Yeah, friend that's because- that's what it reads to me is that. Yeah. Like you, you shut everybody else out of your life. Now this is the only person that matters to you, and that to me is like profoundly unhealthy. Yeah, yeah. So you when, gotta have a friend who you go to, yeah. who's not your partner, who's not your partner that you got, or a therapist, you hang out, yeah, or, yeah, and you hang out and you. Talk about um, the ways that Lexi's just awful to you at every turn and just a verbally abusive to you when the cameras go off. You could also have a podcast as a third option. <laughs> no, and that's why it's so great that we have this close friendship because she knows that there is nothing ever, even a million years, 
going on between both of us, right. but that you can air your grievances the same way she can air her grievances towards me, which are many. <laughs> and we just, oh man, she will just go on and on and on about you. She just has recordings <laughs> and certain things. Jackie yeah, yeah. just gets to collect them all like a Pokemon. Like Pokemon. <laughs> I am the gatekeeper. <laughs> You're like fucking Pan's Labyrinth. She's got like eyeballs in her hands. <laughs> 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 Unbelievable. I'm Orvet. They're our hero. They're a sustainable clothing brand committed to bringing our pollution down to zero. Amor Ver is a sustainable clothing brand committed to making versatile and thoughtfully designed clothing that's good for both you and the planet. Even though Hoggish Greedley was technically the thick-necked ginger monster I was always into, I never fell for it. Get away from me, you example of greed and overconsumption. Don't seduce me with your destruction, eco-villains. Like their impossibly soft tees, comfortable dresses, chic jumpsuits, shoes, and accessories, Amor Ver has classic and flattering pieces for work and for play. Sorry, Monty, I respect you for your heart, but I ain't want it. I'm saving my elegant self from my play date with Kwame. He was just so earnest. Amor Ver is French for green love, and they are working to create a healthier planet for future generations. Dude, I was just looking at the wiki for Captain Planet, and I didn't realize that Gaia was voiced by Whoopi Goldberg and Margot Kidder. We can't let them down. Their clothes are made in limited quantities to eliminate excess waste and ensure the highest production standards. The power is yours to choose a company that ain't gonna be stomping on our mama Gaia any harder than we already are. And they've worked directly with Mills to develop signature fabrics that are soft, beautiful, and durable, and of course, sustainable. I think that my Amor Ver blouse is like the softest thing I've ever had before. I actually feel like I understand how Lois Lane felt to the newsroom. I'm a woman now, and I'm soft enough for Kwame to touch. Right now, Amor Ver is offering our podcast listeners 15% off your first order when you go to shopgreenlove.com slash page seven. That's shopgreenlove.com slash page seven for 15% off your first order. Go to shopgreenlove.com slash page seven. Oh, here she comes. Watch out, boy, she'll chew you up. Oh, here she comes. She's a quip user. And that means lick away, lick away, because you'll never find no large hunks of meat left over in these teeth of mine. I enjoy my hunks better in the sheets. Quip is your friendly neighborhood electronic toothbrush, and if you put your little friend in your mouth for just two minutes twice a day, you can help pave the way towards a healthier mouth, even if your mind prefers to live in the gutter. Quip's built-in two-minute timer pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides and help you to clean your whole mouth evenly. Cause I'm a Quip girl, and I brush my teeth, and I need an even clean every day. And yet, up to 90% of us don't brush for a full two minutes or don't clean evenly. That's nanner sauce. It really is silly how I really only pay attention to my mouth fuzz to know how possibly long I was brushing for. I mean, I zone out, baby. I zone out, and then I get scared that when I close my medicine cabinet mirror door that something's going to be behind it. It's going to be behind me in the shower. 
does that feeling of morning fear ever go away? I hope not. Fear works better than coffee. And the sensitive sonic vibrations provide an effective clean that's gentle on your sensitive gums. You make my teeth so clean. Thank you. Quip, quip, thank you. Quip, quip, quip. Now I can't try and take my forever anger out of my poor little TVs. Thank goodness, because I was worried they were going to be nubs by 2022. And that's why I love Quip. My no-nub, full-on teeth thank you, and why over one million happy, healthy mouths do too. Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash page7 right now, you can get your first refill pack for free. That's your first refill pack free at G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash page7. Um, but what I did enjoy about Alice Cooper is that after he said this, of course... He got a lot of flack because they're like, what are you just going to like? He's like, no, no, no. It's not a suicide pact. Right. I didn't mean a suicide pact. It's that we have a life pact with each other. We love life so much and we love life with each other in it. And that we can't even imagine a world trying to survive without the other one being present. And then he yeah. also wrote dot, dot, dot. Besides, I'm booked through 2028. So, which, but, yeah, it's fun. It was just a <laughs> sweet thing to say. How old is Alice Cooper, though? He's old. 71. Once you're, not that you don't have a lot of living to do when you're in your 70s, but I feel like once you hit your 70s, it's a little bit more reasonable, perhaps, to be like, think, like, in other words, I guess if he was like in his 40s and he was like, I will only die after my, like, if my wife dies, I can't live anymore, I'd be like, bruh, no, you gotta, like, yeah, you gotta be ready to, you know, have, you could, life can go on, I hope. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, you don't, I mean, but you don't hear a lot of like 40 year old married couples doing the thing that I think they're trying to romanticize is when you see an old couple when the one of them dies, like the other one dies like a week later. Oh my God, like in the notebook. Oh my dies God. Of a broken heart. And yeah. he read yeah. the journals to her. He read to her every day so she would remember the love. Never seen it. Spoiler alert! <laughs> um, it's very I sad. You spoiled the notebook oh, for Holden. I was totally gonna watch it at some point. <laughs> I, bet, I bet. The only way I would, the only way I would watch it is if Jackie forces me to for bonus content for this TV for this. Oh my god, that's, totally a great should, idea. that's a very good idea. I would listen to that bonus content. <laughs> <laughs> we should just do all of the Nick Sparks movies. I don't know if I want to go down that road. Is that oh come on, that would be so. Is uh, the notebook is Ooh. the best. Best one. So, oh yeah, right. so, the Notebook I mean, is pretty good mm-hmm. for one of. Have those. you ever read a book of his? I read the Notebook. Okay, was it good? <laughs> <laughs> so do you give it, it a? Have been good. Do you give it a single half thumb up, or are you just? Yeah, you're just gonna make bird noises. Do you? How many bird noises? It was of, a book. Bo- it was a book. <laughs> how many bird noises do you give it? Out of eight bird noises. Out of eight, I would say. That's, that's three. three. Yeah. <laughs> I'm get three out of eight. Three. Because out of eight. you know More what than I thought. is when you get into it, just like a Leanne Moriarty book. Yes. Oh my God. Have you Molly. proceeded to read all of her books? Like I have. I have read all of her books twice. It is. I got her. I mean, I know. I feel like maybe we do this every summer. Can't recommend it enough as a summer read. If you are sitting on a beach, if you are sitting yeah, waiting, like I was, I think it was last year, waiting for my niece to get out of dance 
rehearsal. You know, things like that. You're, you're just sitting, trying to get through time, trying to make time go faster. Read a Leanne Moriarty book. It is fluff, and it is fun. But and it's now, good fluff. It's great fluff, and now Leanne Moriarty is writing the second season of Big Little Lies, which is just... Oh, yum, yum. Oh, I also... But then the problem is, is that I have feelings because it, uh, for me, the sexiness has been taken down problematically sexy, but I've got things in my brain. <laughs> and Oh, we know you've got things in your brain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Meryl Streep is... Dynamite. I just wanted to say, so Meryl Streep is in the second season. Le- Leanne Moriarty is writing past the book for it. This is not based on a book. She is writing specifically the second season outside of it out in the outside world of it and she wrote this character for Mer- quote unquote for Meryl Streep in hopes that maybe Meryl Streep would even just like perchance read it and she named the character Mary Louise Mary Louise is Meryl Streep's actual name and so when they was when she was called with the offer Meryl Streep was such a huge fan of the first season that she didn't even read the script she was like Whatever it is, yes, I'll do it. Yeah. I'm in. I want to be a part of it. And I just read this beautiful interview. Or Meryl Streep was talking about, like, in this day and age, like, things are becoming better where it's like you'll see two or three amazing female actresses leading a, a show or a movie. She's like, but this one has six. Yes. Six amazing. It's uh, yeah. Yes. Amazing women running this show. And it is just Oh my God, I, I I love this show so much. Meryl Streep though is so good; she's almost like making everyone look bad. Uh, almost, I, like, I it's hard. She's so she's like my favorite kind of villain in this show. Yeah, like, perfect motivation. Like real, like she she almost reminds me a little bit of what's the one? Uh, what's the awful villain lady in Harry Potter? Um, that the, wears the pink and the. Oh, um, she almost has vibes of that. That oh, the frog woman that makes him write over and over again that goes into his skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where oh. she's really like pol- weirdly like she's polite but biting. You know what I mean? Like umbrage, like, umbrage, umbrage. Thank you, umbrage. You can stop. Sorry, I wouldn't your phone. The- I'm sorry. Everyone I'm listening so to this. Uh, umbrage. But yeah, it is. She is just smashing it wide open in this in this TV show. It is unbelievable. And I will say props to the entire. So so I read all of the books. I started reading the Moriarty books years ago, and it is it is such fluff. And I had like a weird internalized misogyny thing where I was like, these books must not be good because they're <laughs> like how they're like housewife mysteries. And I was like, I'm so embarrassed to be reading such like trash. And then. <laughs> I feel so embarrassed that that was my reaction because, of course, they're fantastic. Like yeah. they're they're like yes, they are housewife mysteries and they are fluffy, but they're really brilliantly written. And it honestly took watching Big Little Lies with other people and being like, "Oh my god, you guys, I want to watch this HBO show, but it's about this like silly little romp of like a of a you know of a mystery book." And and also props to Liam Moriarty because her books are a little bit sillier. Like there, are, some of them are more like comedies, and sometimes her characters are a little bit cartoonish. Like the mean mom is like a type that she writes a lot, uh-huh. and sometimes it's a little bit over the top. And like it Laura, like Laura Dern's character. Uh, but yeah, but like, but like yeah. really cartoon. Like in the I in the books, they're her. a little cartoony, and in but the way that they that she and and all the other people who make the the show tr- like f- 
took it from the book, which which is kind of a romp, but a very very well one with a really good story. But they took it and made it like dark and like dark and sexy, and yeah. I was like not expecting that, but they did it so well, and I feel like it like the fact that Meryl Streep's character is so good is like a testament to like the author's character development because. On paper, I always read those characters as like a little bit too much, uh-huh. but then yeah. and on the screen, they like she they grounded them, and, and maybe that's also uh, a testament to Meryl Streep yeah. too that she's oh just my like God. selling oh my it, God, crushing it's so it. Good. It's so good. Hey, real quick, uh, what what other uh, Leanne Moriarty books would you recommend outside of uh, Pretty Little or Big Little? I I never, <laughs> <laughs> I know it always is in my brain. Uh, outside of Big Little Lies, The Husband's Secret oh, was God. the first one. I, I love The Husband's Secret. That was the one that got me hooked. There's one called What Alice Forgot, which uh-huh. I really like a lot. It's like uh, the premise is really cool. It's about somebody we meet somebody when she's about to have a baby and then she like wakes up and she has a 10 year old and she, uh, the baby is 10 and she doesn't remember the last 10 years of her life. And it's about oh. her trying to f- remember it. Three Wishes is really good. Three, wishes, is, three wishes. Yeah, I love Three Wishes. Three I Wishes is really good. Three Wishes. <laughs> like, honestly, there's not th- there's not a Leanne Moriarty book that I didn't enjoy the fuck out of. Even the new one is really weird. Uh, what are these Nicola Berry books? Is that a children's series she did or something like that? I don't know. There's I don't like know a, about those. There's like a Nicola Berry uh, and, uh, you know, uh, with little, like, subtitles. Earthling Ambassador. And, Ooh, I don't whatever. know. These, ch- these kind of look like they might be children's. But, well, anyways. Wait, have you read Nine Perfect Strangers? Yes. Is it? It's good. Leanne Mori- Moriarty standards? I, I, yes. I mean, I re- I finished it in, like, three days. It's really that's, good. I mean, that's exactly what I want. I wouldn't Lucky. put it in my, I wouldn't put it in my, like, top five. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But, uh, but it is, it is. Uh, it is good. Yeah, I feel like it's good. She actually is very, again, I'm so embarrassed at the reaction I had because she actually is really good at writing about heavy things. Like, she writes very well about, like, grief and loss and, like, but it's just all in the guise of, like, all her characters are women, all her main um, characters are women, and it's all, they're all, it's all it's dramas all based in about Australia. They're based in Australia, and it's all, like, dramas about mothers with kids, and yeah. I had this horrible like I said, internalized misogyny reaction where I was like, this must be garbage. And then I, <laughs> and then I watched Big Little Lies with two men and they were like, this is fantastic. And I was like, wait, really? Like <laughs> men can like this? <laughs> like, and, and it's, it's so, it's so fucking good. And now I, I'm like I reevaluating agree. my entire relationship. I, I agree on its face too. It did look like something like, oh, Lex, it's probably more your thing. And mm-hmm. it's just like, no, honestly, watch it. And I sat down and was like, this is fucking great. I think it was like 30 minutes, or not even, I think it was like 20-something minutes into it when I was like, Jeff, just watch it, just watch it, just watch it. And he, and he looked at me, he's like, why have I not watched this? Yet? I was like, I know, man. It's good. so good. It's and like, so good. The scenes I mean, with the, the therapist, who yeah. is also Calamity Jane. Uh, yeah, it's my girl. But those scenes are so good. Like, I feel Ugh. like they do therapy so well and the couple therapy in the first season uh, is also it makes me not want to go to therapy but yes yeah i think <laughs> there's like a certain amount of why because you're gonna have to look at yourself under a microscope yeah well, well there's just a certain amount of challenging that this therapist does in mm-hmm. a certain way that looks like she's like trying to fucking piss you off yeah with the stuff she's saying and i'm like is that what it's really like because i don't want to go get badgered by somebody uh once uh, a week let's i this is a perfect segue into our list because i mean uh, let's talk about people that needed couples therapy, but sing to me first. <laughs> you're right. you're drunk. Sing it. You're drunk. Sing I will not me. sing a song to a drunk woman. Sing it to me. <laughs> Who's on the list? Yeah, gotta have that list. 
I'll sing a song to a drunk woman. <laughs> 17 movies that totally shattered celebrity marriages. Movies that shattered celebrity marriages. Yeah, I kind of want to go back and watch some of these just to watch the marriages crumble. Like mm. Cleopatra, which I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there. I've never seen it. Me neither. Cleopatra with Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor. Have you seen it? No. So, no, I do know that it was it was like this colossal clusterfuck of a production that never should have worked um and ended up becoming this like huge success but uh, apparently all everyone involved was like this is going to be a horrible disaster because how fucking much of a nightmare this movie was to make. Well, and also they hated each other. Yeah. They hated each other and Elizabeth Taylor was married to Eddie Fisher at the time and Richard Burton was married to Sybil Williams and they couldn't even be in the same room with each other. And then he like she referred she called him brutish and boorish and he re- only called her Miss Tits. Miss Tits. But then oh, on their first on-screen <laughs> kiss, which it's just that Ooh, it's just that steamy, steamy thought of when you really hate someone, you have to pretend that you love them. And the director kept saying, cut, cut, cut. And they couldn't stop making out with each other and eventually just um, destroyed both of their marriages. Well, once the word of the kiss got out, their marriages yes. went up in flames. I mean, I think that they started um, having relations with each other. Is Probably, really yeah. It seems like they were Because pretty- how do you stop a person that you hate from talking? Yeah. Make them eat your vagina. That's, yeah. I think, that's how you <laughs> do it. I read that in a Cosmo. If you ate each other, 69. Yeah, then it's perfect. Then no one has to yell at each other. Yeah, no one can scream. Just like which we all know about this one, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which I don't think I want to watch this one. Uh, Yeah, this was such a weird time. Do you remember this time? Yeah, I do. I'm surprised. It, isn't it supposed to be all sex sex, Jackie? I'm surprised that it's not a fun sex. Yeah, it's it, an action sex romp. It's supposed to be an action sex romp, and I don't know if it's actually supposed to be any good. Because Wait, Holden, you haven't seen it either? No. I've seen scenes, though. They were both married to other people, and this is this is when they started um, having their slam fest. Ah, I do remember uh, that. Because, you know, I, I how does one make kiss on someone for that long and not get into it? I know, the, I guess you have to just, like, shut it off. Because even Zendaya and... Tom Holland are like everyone's saying that like they're together because of Euphoria and or not because of Euphoria because of the Spider-Man universe and everything and like how do you make kiss and not at least feel something I don't know if I could do it especially if you've been branded like the two sexiest I was people gonna say, on the planet yeah if you're the two like most beautiful <laughs> people on the planet and you're rubbing up on each other you probably gotta at least think about doing yeah more. yeah like tom cruise and nicole kidman not mm-hmm. now but back then i mean nicole kidman still is but when they were in the movie um days of thunder tom cruise was married to mimi rogers and they were they played love interest with each other and eventually left mimi rogers for nicole kidman we know how that turned out but that's because <laughs> of scientology and contracts <laughs> oh interesting you have anything uh, negative to say about Scientology that might affect your cast? Not this close. Not this close <laughs> to where the Scientology building is blocks away from here. And I'm not going to say it. I like it and I'm fine with it. Don't ruin my family. Don't ruin my family. Um, I've never seen The Misfits, but apparently Marilyn Monroe and Arthur Miller... Uh, their marriage got ah. destroyed because of it. Ah, interesting. Yeah, um, they definitely. Who did she? Did she, who did she leave him for? So they um, 
Clark so Gable. Miller wrote it. They they had been married for four years. Miller wrote the movie as a drama to star Monroe in, and he eventually. Oh, is Clark Gable in this movie? Yeah, Gable died twelve days after the filming completed. Monroe died one year after the film was released. I am a. I need to learn more about old school Hollywood. Mm-hmm. They yeah. were all slamming each other. They were you know all I mean? slamming each other, and they were all sexy as hell. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the worm time I went down about the lavender weddings. I feel like I want to know way more about this. And um, so, I mean, Marilyn Monroe, you know, ba ba boom, ba boom. And I love seeing the pictures of her now when they're like, didn't you know she was a size 14? It's like, well... Those were different sizes. It was I know. a different time. You see how tiny your waist was? I don't like those. That, that It's like a weird, rather than, I think that those like, Marilyn Monroe is actually just a size 14. I feel like it's an effort to be like, it presents itself as body positive when in fact it's just like, she wasn't, I don't like those at all. I'm glad you brought that up. Those always annoy me. It's like, let's admit it. She was like voluptuous and that's what people loved about her. Uh-huh. Like, don't yeah, be like. she was curvy. Yes. And yes, we have different standards for beauty now that, that are unhealthy. Uh, and you know, can be toxic for girls and women to internalize. But don't be like Believe Marilyn Monroe. Me. She was she wasn't didn't even have a hot, sexy, curvy body that people. <laughs> it's love, why I watch know? Summer Pitch every year so that I can you know think about a hot dude liking a chubby girl on a baseball team. <laughs> you know, I saw I I I gotta have something. Well, <laughs> also apparently, which I didn't know, the king and queen of wholesome, which is not what they are called whatsoever, but that's how I feel about them because I just saw Deadpool for the first time that apparently on the set of Green Lantern that Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds were on Ryan Reynolds was uh, married to Scarlett Johansson at the time and Blake Lively was with Penn Badgley the gossip girl dude and they were on it and that's when they started hanging out even though they're very coy to discuss when they started being together because they don't want to be seen as that but that makes sense and now she's about to pop with another one of their kids. And I think they really do truly love each other, which is nice. I am unexcited by Ryan Reynolds. Really? Yeah. I'm not, I don't, not, I don't, nothing negative. I just, I'm like, eh, that guy. He's just, he just, he seems like, uh, have you seen Daredevil? Um, Daredevil, you mean Deadpool? No. I mean Deadpool. Deadpool. I, I, uh, I have not seen Deadpool. Deadpool. But I, people really love Deadpool, right? I feel like Deadpool is like a real big turning point for his charm and like. Okay. All I right. That, That's fair. Yeah. See. You don't think so? I, I was, two days ago I watched Deadpool for the first time. I knew that it was like cheeky. I knew a lot of douchebags that really, really <laughs> love Deadpool. Well, that's uh, and I can't, so that's yeah, why I, mean, that's... I was colored by it. <laughs> and I was watching it. And I was like, oh, it was a really great movie, and he's very good in it. But surprisingly, he doesn't do it for my chachis. That's he doesn't okay. get me, he doesn't get me squirty, and I don't like you know a lot. I mean, I definitely like in a heartbeat would have sex with Danny DeVito, but I don't think he's really my type. Well, I would too. Danny DeVito <laughs> is one of my favorite. Home Alone, Home Alone, one of my favorite Danny DeVito. No, films. you Classic bad, you being bad. <laughs> You're being bad. <laughs> but that's it. That's all I got for my list. Uh oh, that means uh, it's time for blind items. Ah, we can't see them. Every time I try to think of a cool tagline or something, like oh no, it's uh, some, it's gone dark all of a sudden or something. But I think you did great this time. Thank I thought you. that was great. Yeah, I'm trying. I mean, you're doing a really good. You're doing a really good job. The foreign-born former A-list rapper 
was speaking the truth about what she witnessed. Her reason for revealing it is that the former A-list tweener has been hell-bent on having program directors stop playing the rapper's music. So this is a feud between a, a tweener, former tweener singer and a uh, rapper. Rihanna and Miley? Miley is correct. Rihanna not correct. Not correct. Ooh. It couldn't be. Nikki's not foreign-born, though. Uh, is she? I guess. Oh, she born? I didn't know that she- I don't know. I don't know. You'd have to look. I should have looked that up, actually. You're right. Because I was also confused by that. I was like, I know that they are currently in a huge feud right now. Currently, they've been. Remember when she was like, what's good? And uh, I was even more in love with Nikki, although now I think I'm siding with Cardi B over Nikki. So, yeah, Miley recently said, uh, had a lyric in the song Catitude that goes, uh, I love you, Nikki, but I listen to Cardi. Um, And Nikki and Cardi B have been at odds after. A fight at uh, a New York Fashion Week party in September. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have the deets on that? Because I wasn't. Did they actually like get into? Is that when cups? Cardi B threw a shoe at her? What I think, and then somebody threw a drink. Oh, okay. And they've been, but they've been dissing each other for well, right? Nikki and Miley. I don't remember what they were fighting about back in that at that VMAs, which was I think in 2015. Yeah, Cardi B threw a shoe at Nicki Minaj during Fashion Week. Well, if you'd like to know what Nicki Minaj did, she came out and said that she saw Miley Cyrus S-ing the D of producer Mike Will in the studio. What? (laughs) She said on her- What's great about Cardi B is that she would be like, yeah, I did that. What the fuck do you care? You know, if 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 it was her, but it's Miley Cyrus doing it. So uh, Nicki Minaj said on her Queen radio show the other night, uh, Purdue chickens can never talk shit about queens. She disrespected me in a magazine article for no reason. I had just seen her after she sucked Mike Will's dick in the studio. Ah, I see. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I feel like I got to side with Cardi all the time. I got and between Nikki and Miley. I like Miley a lot, but I also just can't help but feel like I got to side with like I like uh, Miley like. I like, I, I'm like I'm I'm down with the clown with all of them. I I like all of them a lot. Um, <laughs> Me but too. I, but also apparently Cardi B apparently threw the shoe at Nicki Minaj because who she throws finally, this shoe? She threw the shoe because she just literally took it off her and just went bop because Nicki Minaj was bad mouthing her parenting skills oh. and that was one thing that Cardi B was like I don't give a fuck what you say about me right. but I'm a good fucking mother yeah throw and a so, shoe did she ask her if the baby was hungry <laughs> mm-hmm. hell maybe you should ooh <laughs> considered feeding it Feed is, is the baby dirty maybe she's your neighbor yeah man, <laughs> but for the grace of God did I not throw a shoe at somebody who asked me so I'm with Cardi on that one and I definitely remember back when Whenever the, it's obviously been long enough. I don't remember why Nikki and Miley were fighting in 2015. I think it was uh, because I remember doing a lesson with middle schoolers that year on uh, how your tone of voice can really inform the same. You know, you can have the same words mean a lot of different things. And I uh-huh. use "What's good" as an example. Also, how yeah, yeah, yeah. What you is know. Nikki come out of the bathroom? She's like, oh, what are they doing over there? She's just sucking his dick in front of me <laughs> in the middle of the studio. How does that happen? Uh, you know, it's all, it's all, you know. How does that even, who initiates that? It's just like, hey, Nicki Minaj just went to go take a, she said it was a number two, so I think we have enough time. <laughs> like, what? But either way, I can't, I wasn't there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, I wish and, I was, but I wasn't there. The, the fact is, I will rock out to songs by all three of them and be sure. happy as fuck. Exactly. Sure. 
Uh, okay. This A-list, mostly movie actress, acquired another of her special visas she is able to get because of her unique position to bring in two teens from a foreign country for some of her offspring to have sex with for a few weeks before she ships them back off to her friends. Angelina Jolie! 100%. Knew it. How do you know that? Because that's what she does with her children. She buys them their sex. sex. people. That's interesting. That is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, uh, what about you, Molly? Uh, do you plan on uh, arranging sexual experiences for your children when they become of age? I mean, I certainly, uh, I, you know, we should destigmatize sex work, but I don't sure. want to have anything to do But you with. won't be. No, they should shoot. If they would like to do that. They more than yeah. well, they're more than welcome to do it. But how dare you choose what their sex is right. going to yeah, be? Yeah, no, that's totally. not something that mothers or parents should be involved. Totally, because no. I'd make it weird. I'd have them show up in like a Hamburglar costume or something. <laughs> weird. You know what I mean? I'd be like, yeah, this is what you're into now. Don't you like it? No, you have to keep the Hamburglar head on. <laughs> oh, do I have to kiss the buns or do I kiss the meat? No, you kiss the lettuce. My mom said you have to keep the Hamburglar head on. <laughs> I just want to move away from this as quickly as possible. This foreign-born, <laughs> former A-list, mostly movie actress who will never uh, match her fame level. Oh my god, whatever. Uh, when she was a teen, she'll never reach her fame level when she was a teen, and that long-running franchise has always been the prim and proper one. So it was fun to see her doing some lines of coke at a party last week. Oh, it's such a ridiculous end to a blind item. This bitch did coke. This woman did some cocaine, even though she's a bit of a square square. Well, her character from the long-running franchise was also a bit of a square square. Um, prim and proper child actress now grown up. Uh, Elizabeth Berkeley. Matilda. No, no. no a television show. Uh, yeah. Um, don't tell no, no, it's not. Don't a tell t- me. It's not a TV show. It's a movie. It's a movie series. It's a movie. Oh, is uh, Emma Watson. One hundred percent. And uh, of course, Little Women gonna be out in theaters December twenty fifth. She's so a grown was... ass woman. Let yeah. her do coke. Yeah, yeah let her do coke because she wants to do coke. Christ, she you know what? I will late twenties. I mean, they did say, but it was nice to see her doing coke. Good yeah, she's gonna lose. She's loosening it up a little bit. Yeah, I'll take Although it. Although I don't know if that's what a little woman would do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do have a lot of things to say about the uh, Greta Gerwig adaptation of Little Women, but. That is not this week. We will get to it next week because it is time to end our episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. I, uh, oh, ha, I, I guess Hakuna Matata (laughs) needs a worries for the rest of your days. I have to, man, I'm so mad. I'm so mad. I'm going to go see the fucking movie. I'm going to see the fucking movie. It's going to be beautiful. Yeah, what if it's just awesome? Are Beyonce and Donald Glover uh, voices in in it as well? Oh, okay, cool. They're not just doing that one song? No, 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 no. They are are adult Simba and adult Nala. Oh, fantastic. Oh, my God. That's perfect. And the little boy who's playing Simba has like a voice of like Michael, like young Michael Jackson. Yeah, a wonderful little boy's voice. Doesn't that make you happy, Jackie? mm, (laughs) And especially since I've been, I'm now finally rounding out watching Community. So, I mean, you know, I'm in full on Donald Glover mode. And yes, uh, just like everyone else, I would like for him to have my children, <laughs> just like in Junior. My name is Jackie Zabrowski. My name is Molly Neffel. And my name is Holden McNeely. You can follow me on Twitch, Holdenators Ho. We got Jackanese on Friday nights, and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Twitch.tv slash forward slash Holdenators Ho, right? Forward slash, it? yeah. For, it's a big forward one. 
not the forward slash alternator. So easier one at, to find on the keyboard. Oh, that's kind of nice for them to do for us. We do it at <laughs> 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We do it at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is the same time because time zones are weird. <laughs> I, I love you, you guys. Need a break. You need a break. I need a break. We love you guys, and we will talk to you next week. <laughs> time for a read Hey everybody, Holden here, and I just wanted to take a moment to give some Patreon shoutouts. Thank you everybody who has uh, supported Page 7 through Patreon. You guys are the best, and that's why I want to give you some shoutouts right here, right now. Okay, here we go. Justin Gray, thank you. Sarah Maholtz, you rule. Jordan Solomon, what's up? Hillary Whelan Rimley, mm, let's get crazy. Margaret Grubb, Emily Shrout, Jamie McDaniel, McThank you. Andrew, thank you. Liz Kramer, Eric Plut, Allium Ursinum, you sound like a magician. Drew Winnegar, thank you so much, dude. Coney, Danielle Pugliese, thank you so much. I hope I said that right. I probably didn't. Ann Sykes, Lane Matravers, Erica Nelson, Carly Heaney, Candace Pitcher, Julie Bernadette Larson, Erica Stillwell, Emma, thank you so much. I'm going to assume that's Emma Stone. Ashley McCartney, thank you. Samantha Gomez, Katie Miller, Megan McGuire, what's up? Smackery, keep them smacky, baby. Christian, Wendy Drinkwater, I love that last name. No need to explain why. Ariel Hernandez, hero protagonist. Thank you so much for being the main character for page seven. Maggie Sanchez, Laura McAlexander, Brittany Sharia Cartwright, Kelly Nicholson, Jack Nicholson's cousin. Thank you so much. And uh, tell the big guy I said what's up. Katie, Kayla Smith, Savannah Wells, Nicole Alice, Fran Tigner, Chandler Coates, Andrea Gregg, Emily Gomez. Thank you. Sarah, Kara Trevere. Aaron Blaschke, Crystal Koch, Christine Dixon, Celeste, thank you so much, one of my favorite indie video games, Shannon, Mimi, thank you so much from the Drew Carey Show, Dit, Jensen, Savannah Kemp, Tamira Stevens, Maureen, Victoria Eloise Medina, love the name Eloise, Anna Coloris, Sammy Davenport, Samantha Hoy, Sandra Falk, Bridget Fleming, and Gina DeSantis, you are a saintess, thank you so much, for your patronage, and uh, yeah, bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. 911, what's your emergency? I can't find Captain Nash and his wife's cruise ship. Tonight, 911 comes to ABC. If we're gonna make it out of here, we gotta work together. Tonight at 9 on ABC, followed by 7 News at 11. She was hired to fix DC's 911 problems. It was the worst I'd ever seen. But instead says she was fired for exposing the failures. The blame belongs in leadership. Now the I-team digs into what fueled the mayor's decision. Tonight on 7 News at 5.